have to be <laughs> showcased in some way. Yes, yes, I agree. <laughs> Welcome um, to the official Dunstan Checks In podcast. Uh, this is the podcast where we break down the 1996-8 film, Dunstan Checks In, minute by minute, and pair each of those minutes with another feature film. I'm Lord Andrew. I'm Diet Coke. We have a very special guest with us here today. We do. Uh, I don't know if he wants to try and come up with a Dunstan name, but we know him as Derek. Well, I haven't seen it. So <laughs> the only thing I know of Dunstan Checks In is the trailer that was mimicking the trailer to Nixon. So I'll be what? President Nixon. <laughs> Good. Um, and, and President Nixon has paired this uh, Minute 85 uh, with a, a little film called Transformers, which uh, we'll, we'll get to. This is the, Michael, mean, the Michael Bay film. Yes. The first one, 2007. Yeah. Doesn't the cartoon have, isn't the cartoon like Transformers the movie? Yeah. I think when that you, was the title. Yeah, when you pitched this to us and when uh when I told other people what I was watching, they all thought I was watching the cartoon and Andrew took a second to make sure you didn't mean the cartoon, but uh that would have been uh, a huge disaster. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I don't know if, if if you had met the cartoon and if I, if I had met the cartoon, I would have said Transformers the movie, you know. Well, I'm glad it worked out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Andrew, do you have anything to say about this minute? I'm saying, Andrew, do you have anything to say? Because, as I established on our last episode, I do not care to discuss the credits as a deliberate act of disrespect towards Dunstan Checks In. Wow. <laughs> <clears throat> well, certainly. I um, wanted to point out some interesting credits. Uh, we have w- one of the, the, the first ones we see is the both. This person is both the second unit director and the stunt coordinator that's walter scott and i think um they didn't do either job well what do you, i think that <laughs> that's definitely they took on too many responsibilities and none of them came out right what do you i, I would agree you, with that <laughs> yeah um i don't know why this name stuck out to me um but there was a camera operator whose name was bruce pasternak i didn't look them up but that name stuck out to me thanks <laughs> good to know maybe that was his nickname if he was a camera operator, he was always like panning the camera past the actor's neck. <laughs> <laughs> Old Bruce Pasternak over well, here. I do. I <laughs> do have a couple of on the actors. I have a couple of interesting nicknames later, but uh, we're, we're uh, almost. I know there's my... at least one interesting nickname in these credits. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next credit that I I want to point out is um, Sam the orangutan was trained by Larry Madrid. I so do this, love a city as a last name. And this is the man that... Which will that, come up in Transformers later. <laughs> I guess not a city, but a place as a last name. Uh, but this this is who trained Samson uh, to do all of the great pointing, uh, putting the hand over the eyes, uh, posing with the, with the uh, fanny pack, all of those great moves. <laughs> So there's one orangutan for the whole production. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's although a lot. I, that's a I lot have, for one orangutan. I have previously theorized. So Samson, the orangutan who played Dunstan, has a sister who is also an uh, actor orangutan. His sister was the uh, orangutan in um, Baby's Day Out, which is another movie we watched for this podcast. Uh, and I have a conspiracy theory that Samson subbed in on Baby's Day Out. So maybe Samson's sister also helped out on this movie. Who knows? Well, I hope well, they got paid. 
Yeah. There, there was also definitely some scenes in this film where th- it was a, a human actor wearing some part of an ape suit. Uh, yeah, for sure. There's either, definitely some like orangutan I, gloves on a human hand gloves, in this movie. Uh, there might have even been a little person in a suit. It's very unclear at times because I believe... Um, um, oh my God, I am blanking on his name. I believe in in IMDb credits, but not in the film credits. There is um, the actor who played uh, Mini Me. Why can't I remember his name? Vern, oh, Vern Troyer. Vern Troyer. So I I don't think he's actually in these credits, but perhaps later but in life IMDb, he, he, he told the listed. story and got yeah. the IMDb credit. He was a baby in Baby's Day Out. I think one of the stump babies. Oh really? That's interesting. That's that's you know so so he was like all right Samson we worked together previously. <laughs> Did they make like Dustin hands for like merchandise for this? Because it could have predated Hulk hands. And I think I think it would have been a big hit. Hulk hands. I, do you remember when Hulk hands showed up? That was oh, a big Hulk deal. Hulk hands were huge. <laughs> they were like there was like it would be like a I'm, I think there's in at least a couple movies like the joke is that the main character wants Hulk hands. I know it's in Step Brothers, <laughs> and I'm pretty it sure was it's in a couple others trope yeah yeah now now kids can just get hulk hands in fortnite i was reading about it's just oh, really? a thing that you can get in fortnite now are the kids playing fortnite now old enough to be nostalgic about hulk hands no <laughs> i don't i don't think i think this is like a complete disjoint you know they don't they don't know what they're what they're looking for yeah it's the people who make uh who make I'm gonna I'm gonna say to you by the way uh, I don't I do not see Vern Troyer listed for Dunseed check oh no there I he is. I, he's under stunts yeah see I, maybe he is in the credits we just haven't gotten to him yet yeah but he's it's credited certainly... as stunts not as appearing in the film that's interesting he's yeah. also credited as stunts in Baby's Day Out there you go mm-hmm. yeah that checks out my information <laughs> no you can trust me yeah <laughs> have either of you played Fortnite yeah we used to stream it together actually no no longer. No it. longer. I, I was not a fan of the game really ever. It was just a game that I could play with Andrew who I wanted to stream with. I got really into it. He did. Really? I, I felt bad about that. Dance. <laughs> I, I don't personally do the, any of the Ironically, dances. Ironically, between the two of us, he was the one who got actually got into Fortnite. I was not. But of the two of us, I am the one who has flossed in real life. Mm. Well, me too. <laughs> I, I, I've gotten pretty good at it. <laughs> I, I never did it enough to get good at it, but I have done it. <laughs> I mesmerized one of my 50-year-old co-workers with it. <laughs> what, what witchcraft is this? <laughs> um, that's great. Uh, another, okay, so the last bit of, oh, well, I had a note here about the way that, so the song that is playing is called Have Fun Go Mad, and it's by have fun, go mad. Uh, Blake. What is the name? Blair. I thought it was Blair, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the the artist Blair uh, and that song uh, doesn't really fade. It kind of like overlap, overlappingly cuts, and then it becomes the score for the Dunstan film that we've heard. <laughs> yeah, I mean we've uh, also heard "Have Fun Go Mad" earlier in the film. Yeah, um, but I, I love think a I... good like end credits theme. Yeah, <laughs> that it makes you feel like you just had fun. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say. I mean, that's what they were trying for, certainly. <laughs> I would much rather if just have fun, go mad, played on a loop <laughs> instead of going to the score. Sure. Well, we might we might be doing that in 2020. 
<laughs> the way movies are going. So, um, and then now there are two names here. I believe they're both uh, grips, but one of them There's is definitely one of the grips had a great nickname. Or yes. I, I, I imagine if it was if I was that grip, I wouldn't necessarily feel great about my nickname. Yeah. So this is Dennis Dink Adams. Dink yeah. is the nickname. <laughs> Imagine you're a fucking grip on Dunstan checks in and Jason Alexander keeps calling you dink. What <laughs> what a sad life. He's kind of mean, so I could see that being the case. <laughs> He's kind of mean in real life. Yeah, do you remember like a, a about a year ago it came out that he had, I don't know if you guys are Seinfeld fans, but it came out that he had his fiance on the show fired because he didn't like the actress. Wow, yeah, and that's I did, why they I did her remember off. hearing that. Yeah, I do. Yeah, but yeah, you had um, Heidi. I can't remember yeah, her last he- name. Heidi Schwe- Schweiber, Schweiber, yeah. or something like that. She really had a bizarre arc on Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a little bit of firsthand account of how people get their nicknames on the sets of movies, and I found that it's usually mean. I mean, probably yeah, but but mm-hmm. I, I would like to hear. Like, uh, I, I, me and Brendo went to the set of Red State, and there was, I don't remember the guy's actual name, but there was a PA that kind of looked like Harry Potter, so they called him Jellybean because oh, no. of Harry Potter Jellybeans, sure. I guess. And then his nickname was Jellybean, I think, in, in the credits for that. <laughs> that he had, his name has the quotes, Jellybean. God, that sucks for Jellybean, and I'm sorry that I'm calling him Jellybean. I don't that's know like, his real name, so. But that's such a you like not only like the and I imagine whoever is in charge of credits like thinks it's like a fun thing to put Dink or Jellybean in the credits. <laughs> I think by the end they may like hold it like as a matter of pride. So <laughs> I guess. But um, I would want the- them to call me by my name. Yeah. I don't the, know. As someone who was a PA who got yelled at a lot uh, in my, in my own past, uh, occasionally, I don't I don't think I would appreciate it if I was <laughs> ever, if they credited me as Jellybean or Dink in the credits. There, there's one more nickname uh, right before the end of this uh, this credits minute, and that there's is... another name that I so I'm surprised you didn't mention. And it's not a nickname. Oh, what, someone named recall? Stephen King worked on this movie. Oh, <laughs> which is interesting. <laughs> Same noticed... spelling. Uh, no, not same spelling. It's There's a, a couple of kings. I think it was a family affair. <laughs> Perhaps. Um, the last nickname person is Michael Spike Ryan. Well, it's much better than Dink. Yeah, Spike is a respectable nickname. <laughs> yeah, it's a name that we know and trust. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, on the note of Spike, shall we talk about Transformers? <laughs> yeah. There's probably one called Spike, right? There's got to be. I'm not yeah. too familiar. I'm really only familiar with the first two movies. Uh, I'm Derek, familiar I, with the first three plus Bumblebee. I, right. I think I think I've seen one and five. Okay. What was your? Uh, did you see the first one in theaters? I did, I did not. I did. I actually rem- I vividly remember leaving the theater after seeing the first one, and my uh, parents said, "How was the movie?" And I said, "Well, it was a Michael Bay movie uh, because I was like a shitty, snobby little seventeen-year-old, <laughs> and uh, my parents wanted me to explain that, and <laughs> I was busted because I was you dumb been like, no, just saying pay things. Me, pay me for my pay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you see him in theaters, Derek? Yeah. Um. I don't know what my. I. I wasn't a fan. 
beforehand, so I didn't really have a relationship with it Same. beforehand. Um, I had enjoyed some Michael Bay movies, I guess. Um, I did like Bad Boys at the time. Right. Um, but at the, at the time, I remember being pretty appalled by what I saw. <laughs> <laughs> and this is, what, 2007? So I was only, like, 20, 21. And yeah. that's at the time where I should be at my, tr- my, my most outrageous yeah, I was, so I would have been 16, <laughs> 2007, yeah. <laughs> um, so, Andrew, this is your first time? No, I, I had seen um, this film, but it was a, a friend had loaned it to me years after it came out, uh, at least a few years after it came out, and said that I needed to watch it. It was good. And I watched it. And, uh, <laughs> Who did this? <laughs> it was a co-worker, and uh, I don't know what her deal was i don't know what she saw in this movie i don't think she was a fan of the uh, you know original toy line and cartoons i don't mm-hmm. think she, i think maybe she liked shia labeouf i don't um, or the actiony parts i don't know that does i think you could mind. sorry go you ahead could, i think you could agree that like at the time like this is a very post bush post 9-11 dude bro mountain dew soaked kind of <laughs> world we were living in yeah and I think it's the appeal to the people that were in power. Yeah, I would agree with that. It is it is like weirdly a pro-Iraq war, this movie, I would say. The movie yeah. opens with American soldiers telling another American soldier to speak English. <laughs> Which is so bizarre. It's such a weird scene because he's... I mean, it's definitely like a white person wrote this scene because then the soldier who was speaking Spanish is like saying that's my heritage as if that would make them understand Spanish which is like (laughs) the point of view of like the universe is so wild where like they tell them to speak English and we're we're meant to be on their side yeah like imagine if Batman started with like he saved those like he saw that couple getting mugged and then like saved them but then said something like you know you know, black people didn't do this. We would, we wouldn't have this. Like, if he said something weirdly racist, <laughs> yeah. just like out of, out of nowhere, and that's how you start your franchise. Yeah, your blockbuster billion-dollar franchise. I mean, I guess in order to like this movie, you kind of have to be okay with racism. So mm-hmm. maybe it's like uh, they're trying to warn you from the jump, like they're trying to, sh- to fly their flag as like, hey, this is a racist movie, and you should know that from the beginning. And it's weird because it's about refugees, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not okay. So at at the jump here, we should all say n- none of us here agree think that this is a good movie. <laughs> I like parts of it that aren't the racist parts. That, I, I mean, it gets with that. It gets worse. I I, I, <laughs> I I didn't have any time to watch the second one, but that one has full on like black stereotypical robots that can't I mean, read. Yeah. This one, I mean, I, he does. It's not. He can't. We don't see him. Uh, we don't know whether or not he can read, I guess, because we don't see that. But there is a black stereotypical <laughs> robot in this movie. Oh, that's true. He's the one that gets killed. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. The yeah. I the weird thing is, after watching this, I thought, well, why? I maybe I should bridge my knowledge between this and the other one that I'd seen, <laughs> which is the one where. Um, I can't. I can't remember if it's four or five, but it's the one where Kelsey Grammer works with the evil robots. 
I now I said at the start that I that I was familiar with one through three and Bumblebee. I am now realizing that I definitely saw at least one of the Mark Wahlberg ones, and <laughs> it was the one with Kelsey Grammer. So I have seen the same one that you saw as well. Yeah, I think did it, it have the, uh, the dinosaurs one. in it? I think it was the dinosaurs because I don't remember. I don't think I saw the one with the knights. Yeah, oh that yeah, that four, that was I it. Think. I saw I saw four. Then I saw one through four. That makes sense. And I did not see five because I also didn't see the one with the knights. It's sad that you tried to bridge those together, but those were in, like that was the one that was trying to make a separate continuity with new characters, and you're like, <laughs> <laughs> so that makes it even harder for you. Yeah. Really? I yeah, but now I'm th- I I just thought like what what if I just immerse myself in this world, and just watch the rest of them? But it, it, but that just seems so. Why would I do that to myself? I mean, these movies are they're extremely a certain vibe, and I think it's like a bad, racist, terrible vibe. But there is there's something about them that is just like. I don't know. It, it 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 melts your brain, especially why. I mean, we can't do this now, obviously. But watching them in a theater, it's just so. It's just such an assault on the senses, you know. Mm-hmm. And you get that mad is, at the audience at what they're cheering. Like if yeah, it's a yeah. if it's a dog having sex with another dog, and people are like laughing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily think I should encourage this paper because it's ultimately like. I, I, I don't know. I think it's a bad impulse to encourage, but like being at a theater seeing a Transformers movie is just, it's such a strong, specific type of experience. That the reason, oh, sorry. Uh, that, that I can, I, I, it's, it's, it's a sort of interesting experiment to do to yourself, I guess. But, it, <laughs> but beyond that, I don't know what it's worth. They are like, it's like a trial. <laughs> because they're so long, yeah. yeah. So they're so repetitive, and then they're they can be offensive, and then they can just be loud and confusing. <laughs> they're loud, and it's just like so many of the action sequences are just like really hard to follow. Like you're just seeing like too close and too quick shots of metal clashing with metal. They don't really mean anything <laughs> until they're over, and you can see like who won. It's they're not good movies. <laughs> The reason that I that I chose it because at the time, which was a week or two ago, and I <laughs> when I asked you to watch it, I was kind of obsessed with the idea of the Transformers universe because, like, it is like a dense universe with lots of characters and lots of mm. famous storylines. Mm-hmm. But for a certain brand of fans, this is what you get. Yeah. In terms of the movies, and this is kind of what the mainstream knows of it now, and yeah. so I'm guessing that. Most Transformers fans probably aren't too into the movies, but at the same time, there's Grimlock, the Tyrannosaurus robot, and what you're you're just gonna ignore that? <laughs> the, it's yeah, weird. Yeah. Like, imagine if Marvel. I think it's kind of like I don't want to like spark anything. It's like kind of like the DC EU or whatever it's called. Like, I know these characters, I like them, and they're putting a bunch of them on screen, but it's really tough to watch morally and physically i think mm-hmm. that is kind of why i'm attracted to the dceu um in that I, I i don't necessarily have a strong attachment to any of the characters so i think that level of detachment helps me but i also what is exciting to me about the dceu is that i'm gonna walk in and either see like a really cool great movie like birds of prey or i'm gonna see just like an absolute fucking train wreck like batman versus superman and either way, it's either way it's an experience, and it's you know I'm not, I'm I'm not regretting going into the theater. Either way, I'm glad. Like, well, something something happened to me in this theater that couldn't have happened to me in any other movie. 
and I admire uh, Andrew's resolve because there are some movies like I, I, just like what he talked about earlier in this episode. Like, there's just some movies he's not going to watch, and if you <laughs> and if you present it to him, he's you know you're going to get his opinion, <laughs> and it's not, and you know it's you're going to get it whether you like it or not. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's just what you're going to get. I feel I I have I feel like I have relented more where I just I'll just watch pretty much anything but there is this i you know i do try and protect myself you know <laughs> you have to i mean yeah the other thing too is like while i was watching transformers i was like this movie sucks but it's it wouldn't even crack the top five of worst movies we've watched for this podcast <laughs> <laughs> what would yeah. some of those be I mean, Food Fight is definitely number one. Number one with a bullet is Food Fight. <laughs> um, have you seen that movie, Derek? Uh, when did it come out? Uh, 2013, I want to say. But it was made in like 2006 or something. It's it's and famously, an, it's an animated film that... Um, you would is, know if you've seen it, frankly. Yeah, it's famously bad. Like, it's it's a movie that I think people watch like on a dare. Like, they don't just okay. I have, choose to I watch it. I don't think I've ever heard of it. It's a movie. The idea of the movie is that um, brands, or as they call them in the movie, Ikes, because that's short for icons. The like the brand, the characters of uh, from food brands are like characters in this movie. Oh, I have heard of this. Yeah, and the cover of the like the DVD tries to sell you on the idea that it's like brands you've heard of, but the, in the actual movie, it's all it's all made up <laughs> brands for the movie. And um, it's like a full movie. Oh yeah, and it's <laughs> fucking bad. <laughs> Yeah, um, I think the idea. I mean, yeah the the idea was supposed to be like Toy Story, but for name brands. I think yeah, there was Toy Story in a grocery they sta- store. They started with um, they had <laughs> Toy like Story, Chester, but lazy. Yeah, they had Chester. <laughs> yeah. They had Chester Cheetah on board, and then due to some issues with production, they lost the rights or whatever to him. <laughs> I, I mean, we talked about this on the episode. We fully yeah. believe that it was a it was just a money money laundering scheme because according to them the movie was like 80% finished and then they mysteriously lost it and had to finish it very fast and very cheap. Um, I, I believe that they just kept the money they were supposed to use to make a movie, said it was lost, and then put something together to claim that they made it. <laughs> yeah. How dare um, they squander the opportunity to make cinema? Yeah. Um, I, I mean, Andrew won't agree with this, but I, I, I think Escape from Tomorrow is definitely in the top five worst movies we've watched for this podcast. Uh, you might have seen that one, Derek. Uh, which one again? The, mo- the Escape from Tomorrow, the movie that they like secretly oh, yeah, shot yeah. inside Disneyland. It's uh, always sad when they're boring. Like I'd rather them being entertainingly bad. The, yeah, I, I agree with you. Andrew does not. I will put to 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 the table. You lucky dog, which was oh, a sure. Disney <laughs> Channel original film. <laughs> Uh, which, yeah, that's probably in the top. Which five. sucked, and it starred Kirk Cameron, and that didn't, and it made it worse. Yeah, oh, I, I saw mean, that. Well, yeah. Also, let's be honest here. Dunstan checks in is definitely in the top five as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, is this the like the most or most legitimate pick that somebody has done? No, like, we've also watched good movies for the podcast. Okay, like in terms of like it was released in theaters. that's very funny because yeah a lot of those movies that we mentioned just now had did not get a although you and i andrew together saw escape from tomorrow we did yeah that was exciting art theater Um, i did see that in a theater too yeah (laughs) anyway back to transformers can i I, confess something controversial about this film oh please do 
I really enjoy Shia LaBeouf in this movie. I kind of hate his character. Like, I hate Sam Wickwicky, but I think Shia does the most he could with it, and I really appreciate that. He and Megan Fox are very good in it, I feel. I would agree with that as well. They don't I, have much to do. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I mostly kind of disagree more, with that. <laughs> well, you know, he didn't have the best dialogue. He did the best he could with what he had. It was That's an opportunity. Saying, yes. It was a big budget, you know, movie. And I, he's I, trying I like to this. not be Lewis Stevens anymore. Yeah, and if you look at how Michael Bay has positioned his lead actors in his career, like Will Smith and Martin Lawrence were not known as like action people before they were cast in that movie. They were just known as like funny, like a comedian and a musician. Yeah, they were like goofy. Yeah, and then and then they got after that they got movies that were like action movies. Same for Nicolas Cage. Same for Ben Affleck. Same for. Uh, I'm sure there's a few others, but like Shia LaBeouf got like an action movie career after this, and he was just known as Lewis Stevens before this. Yeah, that's true. Oh, you know, Fox, on the other hand, did not fare <laughs> so well for being in this movie. No, it's really it's sad. Unfortunate. What Michael yeah. Michael Bay also launched um, Jim from The Office as an action man. <laughs> I forgot he was in the fucking Benghazi movie that Michael. Yeah. Bay I don't did. think we've, as a nation, embraced that yet. He's I, in that I, show. See, I, no, see, I disagree with you, Derek. I think we as a podcast, and I'm including you as our guest in this episode, <laughs> have embraced that. But there are a lot of people that love that show that he's on that I've heard is, like, super fucking racist. Oh, um, uh, Jack Ryan? Yeah. I've heard, yeah, like, the Jack Ryan show specific, like, even more, even more than the other Jack Ryan, like, movies is about, is, like, racist and about how, like, Muslims are trying to blow shit up and Jack Ryan has to stop that. There's a lot of murmurs that like he's like really pro cop and he's like secretly posting a lot of weird Blue Lives Matter stuff. Oh, the guy the in the Benghazi movie and the racist <laughs> fucking uh, military show is pro cop. <laughs> Who would have guessed? Jim, what happened to you? Yeah, I would really, I, honestly, I would be happy if I never saw John Krasinski <laughs> in a movie again. <laughs> and I was a little miffed that because when the pandemic started, he had that show that tried yeah. to make people feel good then he sold it to some big evil corporation yeah Vi- viacom i think mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i never trusted jim as a character oh me neither <laughs> i also hate jim <laughs> i didn't like the way he turned his back on all of the lovable goofballs when he found pam i would agree with that i i mean that's 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 the whole th- I, I that's why i hate jim is he's a fucking narcissist <laughs> who only cares about himself and his story and he only cares about Pam to to the extent that she uh features in that in his story. He would make a good Transformers character. <laughs> he would. Um, he would make a fitting Transformers character. I don't know if he would make a good Transformers character. I think I could see any office character in a Michael Bay Transformers movie. Yeah, you're not wrong. Like if they joined forces, I I might be up for that. Because Michael Bay loves comedy. He said he really loves the Coen Brothers movies. That's why a lot of those people show up in his movies. That's why John Turturro is such a prominent player in the Transformers movies. Yeah, and if you watch Pain and Gain, that's kind of the closest he's gotten to like a silly comedy. Yeah, I definitely remember like when even like when Pain and Gain was like during like press, they were like trying to hype this as like this is like a Michael Bay take on a Coen Brothers movie. So maybe that's what should be done. Just instead of doing like an office reboot just put just reboot transformers and the office together okay so like in transformers 6 that's what they would be on right now 
Yeah. Bumblebee was ignoring. Six, I think. Well, I don't know that Bumblebee counts as six because Bumblebee was a prequel. I don't like to get into arguments like this, but we'll, <laughs> and I will just. Fine, for your sake, Derek, we'll call it Transformers <laughs> Seven. For Transformers Seven, um, it's for for whatever reason, paper is what they need to stop the Decepticons. <laughs> oh, okay. I see. And so they have to call, and and for and like all the other paper companies were, I don't know, like destroyed or something. So they have to call Dunder Mifflin to to help them defeat the Decepticons. Oh my God, Michael Scott and Optimus <laughs> Prime together. <laughs> This and sucks. <laughs> I hate this movie we've just created. Well, if it, I mean, I never watched The Office, but do, most of the characters, or some of them leave, right? So it's going to have to be some situation where they have to come back. Well, but yeah, only, but they're Michael Scott. Only, like, yeah. Yeah, only one major character really left. Okay. Yeah, which thought, was Michael Scott. But again, he'll come back for the Transformers I thought, um, crossover. I thought Dwight technically left because they were trying to spin him off. I thought they threw but him out. But that backdoor pilot for his spinoff was in the last season, so... Yeah, he was there. He, the was, whole he time. was there all the way. Okay. Yeah. How come you haven't really uh, not to be that person, but how come you haven't watched The Office, Andrew? I um, the few episodes that I've seen were what I would call the least funny things I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. Which ones were they? I could I couldn't tell you. They I I I don't even know. I just know this... that. Um, I mean, if. I can't even think if I could describe one of them had something to do with the warehouse people. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, none of this is funny. Like none, <laughs> this is, none this of is this a is conversation funny. that Andrew and I have had before. And the thing is, I, I technically disagree with him because I, th- I think there's definitely a lot of funny stuff in the office, but also in the fullness of time, I have come to hate the office. So I like, I, I don't really see a point in fighting Andrew on this anymore because he's more right than wrong. <laughs> like oh, you I, just kind of, uh, you turned, you did a 180 on it? Kind of, yeah. I mean, I watched all of The Office while it was on, and I liked it a lot. But the idea of rewatching it now just kind of makes me sick, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> like, I don't That's know what I would... Very I, big reaction. What I, would, <laughs> what I would gain from sitting down to watch The Office in today's you know world yeah i often like on my darkest days i'm like let me just watch the holly flax saga like because there's so many little small little arcs like i'll just watch the five episodes where he starts his own paper company or something like that and i mean i think for me i think what that is for me and this is actually something that you and i have had arguments about in the past eric i think for me that's fraser now like fraser is something that i all right kind of know overall like is is maybe not the best show and it's certainly problematic in a lot of ways but it it, it is just a, a a weird cheap comfort food for me at this oh, point well i mean then that's i mean that's gilmore girls for me <laughs> but i You'll also gilmore girls for me <laughs> yeah sometimes like i'll need space i'll need time away from it yeah because i appreciated it too much <laughs> and i think that's where i am with gilmore right now i'm still yeah. processing how it ended that's fair. That last ending. Did you go back and rewatch the, that final season? When you say that the, final season, do you mean a year in the life or do you yeah, mean season a, seven? A year in a life. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just processing what you just said. Um, yes. <laughs> I, I, I've, only, I've only ever watched it once, though. You only watched yeah, a year in it. the life once or you only watched Gilmore Girls once? I, <laughs> I've only watched the year in the life once. Hmm. I never, I never went back to that for whatever reason, but I, I, I enjoyed it a lot. I enjoyed it slightly more than I disliked it, but there was definitely a lot that I disliked in A Year in a Life. Uh, the in thing life. about Gilmore Girls is it throws you things that you, you do not like, but you have yeah. to like, accept them because some 
people will throw you things that you don't like. True, but it it throws me things that I don't like in a way that the show seems to think I should like them. Like, in, in A Year in the Life, I straight up think Rory is a bad person, and I don't think that's the intention of the show. See, that one sentence makes me want to rewatch it again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to I, maybe uh, get in a fight or something. I, don't know. I also think, I mean, the, the most disappointing to me about, and this was true in Season 7 and A Year in the Life, is I think the show really fucked over Lane in a way that I, that I, that just makes I've me I've heard that sad. a lot, that they don't think she deserved to be sacked with Zack for life is what you're yeah. saying. Sacked with Zack and also like <laughs> and a year in the life they'd really twist the knife and be like, Oh well she had sex one time, she immediately got pregnant and she hated it, so she thinks sex is bad. And I'm just like, Lane, there's <laughs> there's so much is for a, you in the world. That and is you a fascinating just, look at Lane. <laughs> that that's in the show. That's literally yeah. canon. Like she literally says that. Um and I just I I I I really wish I just wish so much more for her. Um, but even that's realistic to a point. I mean, true, but I don't. I mean, I don't know. Do we do we go to Gilmore Girls for realism necessarily? Like to me, like to me, Stars Hollow is this sort of idealistic place that is not real necessarily. But what um, got us there was realistic situations. True. Fair. Fair enough. But I've <laughs> always liked that part of Gilmore Girls that that the personalities were realistic in the point where like sometimes they don't do things that are working for their own interests. True. That's fair. This is why I think our Gilmore Girls podcast would be way better than the one that was made oh, famous. God. Hey, I like I like <laughs> one of the people on that podcast a lot. So, so. do I. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, I'll, I'll tell you what, Derek. Yeah, that's the, the alternate reality that we should be living in right now. <laughs> <laughs> or where the three of us got famous for a Gilmore Girls podcast. Yeah, yeah. who Actually, knows where I we'd guess, be right now. We'd be on the moon right now real. from our podcast moon podcast moon base i mean listen if 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 we're being realistic if that alternate universe would be the three of us had a gilmore girls podcast and one of us got very famous got got famous and successful from it and the other one is just kind of someone who does the podcast circuit you know well that's that what happened has... with them kind of yeah no, that... i mean listen i'm i'm yeah. i'm being petty and rude to them but kind of no well, he he joined up with a big name network so i'm sure he's getting some kind of you know he's not just doing the circuit I mean, yeah, but he's like on some big name I, podcast ever, but like Demi writes for TV and stuff. Like Demi yeah. like made it. Well, I think Demi wanted wow. to write for TV. That's the thing. Yeah. And he, it feels like that podcast is was like a a stepping stone for someone that wanted to do that, and it wasn't mm-hmm. really about Gilmore Girls as much <laughs> yeah. as I would like it anyway. But it's Fair. opinions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Derek, real quick, can you rank the boyfriends of Gil- right Rory's boyfriends on Gilmore Girls? <laughs> Why do we got to do this? I... Well, you know, every you know when I was younger, I would put Marty at the top because I was a Marty. Oh, you consider Marty a boyfriend? <laughs> well, I would put him on like we'll give him a chance. I, I suppose <laughs> put him in the batter's box. But I guess now that it would be, you know, especially after a year in the life, I think Jess was proven to be like a, a really good guy. Thank you. Mm-hmm. This is an argument that I've had with my girlfriend a lot. I'm pro Jess. She's anti Jess. Um, oh, God, I'm trying. Well, I don't, and I don't like any of the Chad Michael Murray's. None of the. Uh, I don't like anyone named Logan in any teen soap ever. Sure, <laughs> Logan to me is 
I see. I I when I ever rank these, I only ever rank like the the, the canonical three boyfriends, and Logan <laughs> is number two only by virtue of the fact that Dean sucks so bad. But well, he Logan was way meaner s- to her than Logan Dean was? Ever was. Yeah, I don't know that I agree with that. I because I think Dean got in her mm. head more than Logan did. I think later season, like final season, Logan was a real real shithead. That's true. Yeah. See, I gotta watch again now. I gotta be watching early Dean. See, where I he's doing early, all of his damage. I think early Dean is just really insidious because he's mean to her in such a way that she thinks he's being nice to her. Yeah. Which to me just scans as way more damaging well, than even, the way that Logan was mean to her. Yeah. Even the I love you moment is so horrible. Yeah. He I love why you around have on her. to say it back or you're a bad woman and a whore is essentially what he says. Yeah. I feel we have three very unique looks at this show <laughs> that would work well together. <laughs> and I'm learning already just from this 20 minutes of us talking about it. I'm like, oh, really? I guess I never... <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's fair enough. Should we get back to Transformers? Now, I want to talk about... <laughs> there was a, a, I, had, I did a little research because I was curious about what was the deal like this movie seems so focused on sam witwicky yeah and when i did some research i found that the witwicky family is a is like crucial to the transformers you know being on earth yeah they were in the cartoon they were in the cartoon uh, and I thought that was so, that's such a, a choice to make, you know, the human, to make sure that you have that human lineage. Uh, and and then, uh, you know, the later films just kind of don't care about that at all. But this movie, these movies, um, I, I, especially having just seen two of them out of the six or whatever, it's the idea that there's like a lot of different humans doing a lot of different things. And sometimes they meet up and sometimes they're on opposite ends of the world. And it's just like a bunch of characters running around doing stuff with, with the robot characters. I don't know. Well, it was written by the, that Orsi and, uh, forget the other guy's name. They wrote the first star Trek. Hmm. So at the, at the beginning, they were fans. The first new Star Trek, not Star Trek yeah. the motion picture. Well, the first the first one I cared about. That's <laughs> yeah, oh, nine Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is their name? Roberto or- Orchi and Alex Kurtzman, I think their names are. That's, that sounds yeah. right to me. Um, but they were fans of Transformers, so that's why it has like correct names, and they know the name of the planet and everything. And then Michael Bay came in and added like the military and all these government agencies and stuff. So it did start out wanting to be true to the, the storyline. That's a classic Hollywood story. I feel like. Yeah. Not everybody has a Marvel studios, Kevin Feige. That's making sure, you know, the lore is correct. Truly. This movie is also, and this is something I, maybe this is something I noticed more as a Chihuahua owner. But this this is a wild change in topic, but it's still about the movie. Sorry, this movie has like a running joke about how the Witwicky's dog feels effeminized by the nature of the fact that he is a Chihuahua, and um, I think that's a weird trope that's in a lot of things, and I don't I don't necessarily understand why. Um, there's this idea in pop culture that if, if if you're a dog who's a Chihuahua and a boy, you have a sort of inherent napoleon complex because chihuahuas is a female <laughs> breed uh and i think it's bullshit i have a i have a boy chihuahua and i love him very much and i think he's a proud little man have you seen well uh michael bay's dogs are giant mastiffs and he that puts makes them sense. in his movies a lot yeah and in the second one 
I think they're in it a lot more, but they're the, in the second one, the Chihuahua gets like a girlfriend or a boyfriend or whatever. I and do remember there's, this. There's lots of shots of that Chihuahua like getting fucked. <laughs> <laughs> so I do agree that this portrayal of Chihuahuas. I was also not, not funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was also recently watching um, an episode of AEW Dynamo, the AEW Weekly Wrestling Show, and at one point Jr. Uh, said of a smaller wrestler, he's like a male Chihuahua, as if like, <laughs> as if, as if a male Chihuahua was not a thing that really exists, <laughs> and I just thought that was very strange. Yeah, that's just Michael Bay's brain. He sees a little dog and he thinks it. You know, can't can't be masculine. It's true. Not good. Not good. Not good to put that into the into <laughs> the minds of children that are watching these movies. Yeah, I I am standing up for for Mojo, which is the Chihuahua thing <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> Mojo's got a good life too. Truly, I was the I, little, I, I liked little Mojo's little doghouse. Yeah. Yeah. His little elevated doghouse. Mm-hmm. He got the last line in in uh, Sam's will when he thought he was gonna die. It's true. His last words were "Mojo, I love you." Yeah, that was nice. <laughs> <laughs> that was quite a, a scene when he's filming that with his cell phone, and it's yeah. a flip a flip phone. That's a real. That's it's something you don't see you nowadays. Know? That was yeah. That was I think the iPhone had been around for a month by the mm-hmm. time, or maybe even a couple of weeks by the time the first Transformers movies came out. So, yeah. Um, I. I will say that I just can't keep track of all the Transformers. So sometimes I was about to ask you which one is your favorite because yeah. I definitely have an answer. <laughs> I do, I'd love to hear yours because I can't. I don't even know if I could name one besides Bumblebee, but that's just because the movie was named after them. Yeah. Uh, mine is the Mountain Dew vending machine that turned into a Transformer that then shot cans of Mountain Dew. Okay. There is fun <laughs> stuff like that. There's a there's an Xbox 360 that turns into a Transformer in this movie and makes the Xbox noise, and I really like that. It no, like I, makes the Xbox noise as it bursts out of the box to attack this, a man. This does I did forget about this whole thing. Now, why was it within the context of the film that the AllSpark when it created new Transformers out of these electronic items, why did they always turn like feral? Why did they always turn against every Thing around I think them. somehow the Decepticons had something to do with that. I think Michael Bay was the director, and that's <laughs> what he yeah. chose to do. Yeah, I like that answer a lot. Imagine <laughs> if the Mountain Dew Transformer decided to just give away free Mountain Dew to people that were walking. I mean, I would like that, but <laughs> not shoot it at them. Yeah, at high I'd velocity. Um, so neither of you have seen Bumblebee. No. I've seen it. Oh, you have. I, I actually genuinely like Bumblebee. I would consider that my favorite Transformers movie. I, I thought that was really fun. I enjoyed that movie. I don't remember much, but I remember it being... It's funny when a Michael Bay movie has a sequel that he doesn't direct, you realize, oh, you, this could have, like, character. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's, like, settled down. Because the new Bad Boys movie, that, like, it was the first one that actually, like, you, you saw the characters and what they feel and what they do and what they mean to each other even though there's two other movies i didn't realize that that it was a little deeper than the previous two he's just not interested in characters like i listened to the commentary a long time ago for this transformers he Mm. did not mention other than shia labeouf and i think there i mean there was leads in the movie that he didn't mention at all like anthony Mm. anderson and that rachel taylor i think her name is Mm -hmm. oh yeah he didn't mention them in the. I mean, and they're in the movie a lot. 
Yeah. I mean, but yeah, the, the thing about Anthony Anderson's character is every single line is a fat joke, essentially. <laughs> like he is not his care his character, quote unquote, is nothing but a bunch of fat jokes strung together. Um, no disrespect to Anthony Anderson, who I think does as good as he could with that. But <laughs> <laughs> every line is just him either like talking about how he loves food or sitting around watching cartoons or him being a coward. I, I, I was about to say, isn't it interesting that he wasn't in the sequel, but I guess you kind of answered why. <laughs> Maybe they wouldn't want him in the sequel. Yeah. Uh, Bernie Mac shows up in this movie. I'm always happy when Bernie Mac shows up in a movie. Yeah. Um, Threatening violence against women. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, that's it. That, I brought him up because he is another character. He is like, I mean, maybe every character in this movie, he is someone who uh, does as much as he can with the material he's been given, which is not a lot. Mm-hmm. There's that Spielbergian touch to the movie that kind of gets drowned out, where it's supposed to be about a boy and his car, and you know, a young person's relationship with their first vehicle. That of course gets you know bogged down by scorpions yeah you know destroying I mean, yeah. soldiers it's, and stuff. it's the kind of thing where that's in the first three scenes with sam wickwicky and the last scene and no other scenes <laughs> but then bumblebee is like trying to like set up him and the girl like oh you're stranded now and we're we're, we're in a secluded area with sexy music yeah that's what are we creepy gonna do? bumblebee <laughs> yeah no thanks, that's creepy bumblebee. as hell bumblebee that made that almost that like knowing what bumblebee is like this movie almost makes me sad when i watch bumblebee because <laughs> i mean at the end of bumblebee it is really out of nowhere he's like okay cool i have to abandon you now because in like 20 years i need to meet up with sam witwicky um probably more like 10 years but you get it uh, and he's like not a creep in that movie, but Bumble- Bumblebee is not as likable in 2007. <laughs> he he went some <laughs> through some real uh, reverse character growth. Neither is Optimus Prime, which throughout all of the movies, I feel he's always like a tyrannical leader that's constantly abandoning the people trying to help him, and then he shows up at the end to take the credit for whatever battle that was just fought. <laughs> <laughs> which I'm sure um, he's not like that in like cartoon or anything he's be- he's a beloved character yeah uh my, my beautiful girlfriend casey pointed out something while i was watching the movie and she walked into the room it's interesting the way they animate optimus prime in this in that he has not just a mouth but he has lips as a as a robot which is weird the uh so the producer that made like batman and robin and a lot of the warner brothers movies in the late 90s he's a producer on this his name is uh uh, Lorenzo de Bonaventura okay. and he, he produced this and G.I. Joe and when he looked at Optimus Prime who the original character design he has like a face plate instead of a mouth yeah. he's like where's his mouth and they're like well he doesn't have a mouth he's like give him a mouth people are going to be like how's that thing talking so he forced <laughs> them to give him a mouth and then he that did the same sense. thing he did the same thing to a character in G.I. Joe named Snake Eyes who doesn't talk mm. and has like a mask yeah, and then they gave they're like give him a mouth, and so now there's this weird Batman Beyond black lipped <laughs> mouth on this mask <laughs> to this a character obsessed with mouths. <laughs> yeah, the, to a character that doesn't talk. <laughs> That's funny. I never saw any of those GI Joe movies. Those are worse versions of this. <laughs> <laughs> really, I had someone in my life. I forget who, but there was someone in my life who was very interested. In uh, claiming that uh, G.I. Joe was a good movie, actually. Well, hmm. teach their own. This was supposed <laughs> to be a G.I. Joe movie, but uh, the Iraq War made them realize that, you know, 
gung-ho soldiers probably weren't the way to go and let's make transformers now instead but they like put gung-ho gung soldiers, soldiers in this yeah movie. yeah they did it <laughs> and anyway they also like made sure to include like look the local people actually do view them as liberators at one yeah. point um and that's what paramount's been trying to do for a while they want like a more hasbro universe where uh, gi joe and transformers and a few other 80s toy lines like uh, mask and uh couple of it dungeons and dragons for some reason because i think hasbro owns it now they want that to exist in the same universe as transformers just weird. because they uh, they own it it's weird so would that be like in the deep history of the world of transformers was when all the dungeons and dragons shit happened or maybe i mean they did that movie that you were talking about the night one the last night where they oh, were around true. it the medieval times so. i guess it's not too crazy was it who was it was it a more recent thing or was it J.R.R. tolkien who insisted that lord of the rings took place in our version of earth just in the past oh i never heard that before i, <sighs> I think it was tolkien who was like no that's, this is this is earth it's the same earth that we live on it this is just what happened in the past that sounds like before we tolkien could record history <laughs> yeah that sounds like something he would do yeah <laughs> you sound like a huge Tolkien fan. God. No, I'm more that like I'm guy. just so tired of him. Every, really? Every, Wish he would I just lo- stay dead. <laughs> I'm actually more and more every day, like I learning about him and kind of getting more interested in his history and what he did for fantasy. I well, really you're... despise him. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. What were you gonna say? <laughs> oh, I just—it's just funny that you have the exact opposite of what's going on with me in terms of are you gonna watch that um i I mean nicholas holt movie what is that isn't there like a nicholas holt movie where he plays J.R.R. tolkien yeah it's been out a year and i haven't seen it so i'm not rushing to see that (laughs) i mean when i when i think of his legacy and fantasy i mostly think of him as the guy who really solidified the idea that fantasy stories should have like a, a whole race that is just evil um which uh it sucks and i think is a bad trope and a fucking racist <laughs> trope and I, I i think tolkien is largely uh responsible for popularizing that with the mm-hmm. orcs there you go right andrew yeah that's why I, you don't like him either well, well, like, I mean, what is it that you don't like all this good press <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean you don't have to agree to this derek but andrew would you say that the official position of the official dunson checks in podcast is fuck jr or tolkien uh yeah <laughs> i'll sign off on that cool. yeah i knew about th- i knew about the orcs thing um and just it's too too much books you know too yeah, much it is too much books <laughs> too much books and it pissed the one time i tried to read them it pissed me off because i'm just like why are you wasting 40 fucking pages on tom bombadil this character who means nothing to the larger story god i hate J.R.R. J. tolkien wow <laughs> <laughs> did you did, uh, it's only because you uh, were saying author names did did, did you all hear that thing where um george R. R. martin had some quote where he said, you can put me in jail if I haven't released the next book by July. July. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's come and gone. So I guess he's got to go to some kind of weird, uh, author <laughs> some guy's prison. basement. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's got to have his own version of misery or something. <laughs> yeah. Some, somebody recently, I think maybe before the pandemic was like all up in his grill. Like, listen, my grandmother's dying and she wants to know how this ends. So could you, fucking please hurry up and it's like how do you how do you react to something like that 
didn't I didn't I recall I mean maybe I'm wrong here but I thought he said at some at some point like the end of the TV show is how I'm going to end the book like I'll probably have more details but I thought he said that I thought he said that he told Benioff and Weiss how the the broad details of how he was going to end the books and that's yeah. what they did in the show I figured that it's like Scott Pilgrim yeah the, it ended the book and the movie kind of ended the story at the same time, but kind of diverged a little bit. So I yeah. imagine that that's, it'll, I mean, nobody will be happy. <laughs> no. Do we have anything else to say about Transformers? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't mean to uh, rush us. I'm having a lovely time here, but we, we have gone on long for an episode of this podcast. I like the ride. Universal Studios. I've heard the ride is really good. I've never, I've never is, been. Yeah. What, what is? Is it a roller coaster? It's actually exactly the Spider-Man ride in Orlando. Like literally every, like turn. Oh. The vehicle, like it's literally the same ride, but like with a different ride film in hmm. it. It's and 3D? definitely the Spider-Man. Yeah, parts of it are 3D, so it look it's like you're in the city, and it kind of gives you that depth, like you're in a real city street. Hmm. Right on. Yeah, it's cool. a uh, <laughs> it's a motion simulator, but the the simulator is on a rail. It's very it was very advanced back in 1999. Yeah, I yeah. remember reading a lot about the uh, the Spider-Man ride for some reason. So I I am familiar <laughs> with that <laughs> concept. And you've never been on it either. No. I you're, go you're to the, you're the theme park fan. Yeah, of the I go to Universal us. so rarely in my life. And uh, the last time that I was at Universal Studios, I actually went for the the Holly, Halloween thing, mm-hmm. um, and I rode the Mummy ride, which I had never ridden before, and that's that's really something. <laughs> Interesting. Like recently? Yeah, this was um, a year ago. Yeah, last Halloween. It's interesting because when it opened, it had more stuff in it, and then it just kept breaking down. So I think every every year there's something less about the ride than the year before. But you like this one. You like this version. Yeah, I mean, the projections I thought were really interesting. I don't know if there was supposed to be more, like, things that you see. Because it is like an indoor roller coaster where it's the whole bit is that it's, like, dark and you can't see. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the end, they have like a they they do like a mist or a dust projection where it looks like the mummy's gonna you know eat you up. Mm-hmm. Pretty yeah, it's pretty wild. It ended originally with like a big they, they they set like the ceiling on fire. Oh, I remember a bit of a fire element. Yeah. Yeah, but now it just kind of ends a little abruptly. In in yeah. uh, Orlando, it's completely different. There's a fake ending where you think you're getting off the ride oh. and the opera- ride operator turns it to dust and he was <gasps> like i'm not done with you and then you That's go fun. down a whole oh. other thing i love that i like that you should a lot look, yeah look it up on because i look up youtube videos of rides all the time you should look that up yeah oh wow yeah i'm i'm i get deep in the the youtube <laughs> ride <laughs> videos uh, like there's a wb park in somewhere in the middle east like Dubai or something, a complete indoor theme park. Wow! And it's just fast. It's just fascinating to me. Is that yeah, where they have the um, the fancy Scooby Doo laser gun ride? Yeah, it's like a it's a track. It's kind of like Rise of the. It's, I'm not gonna not <laughs> as good as Rise of the Resistance, but it's trackless like Rise of the Resistance, mm-hmm. and there's multiple 
there's multiple corridors you can go down, so it's different every time. Yeah. Huh. And there's a Flintstones, like Splash Mountain, and like a Tom and Jerry ride. It's like all it's like all of Warner Brothers, like IP, cartoon wise anyway. Hmm. Huh. You know what is wild to me? What? That uh uh me I'm someone who famously does not like theme parks, especially Disneyland, and yet the theme park attraction. And the Star Wars movie that debuted in 2019, I like the ride a lot more. <laughs> oh, did you ride? Did you ride it? I did. Like, all, like right before quarantine started, like the beginning of March. Uh, my roommate at the time, who works at Disney, got me and Casey in, um, and we rode Rise of the Resistance, and it it was incredible. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it it was just such a weird contrast from the movie that came out recently <laughs> that I really fucking hated. <laughs> Did you have to do that whole thing in the morning where you like, you know, log in to get your pass at we the did. beginning of the day? Okay. Yeah. And Andrew, we, you haven't ridden it yet. No, I wrote it. Okay. I got What's in your there review? um, just I th- I think it was the end of February. Yeah. I uh, yeah I loved it. Blew my mind. It was so good. <laughs> I was just watching literally today a video about how they do some of the effects, and that blew my mind. I thought I understood what I was looking at. Yeah, I've seen similar videos, and I just I'm, gl- I'm, gl- I'm glad we had one last good theme park experience before that went away forever. <laughs> yeah, I think that was the last day that I went to Disneyland before uh, it, you know, it had to close. It was and certainly that was for the, me as well. <laughs> the longest day that I had had at Disneyland in decade, and like over a huh. decade, you know. It's, I had been there because you have to be there when it opens, and we stayed. And we probably didn't leave until eight or nine o'clock, huh. right? To get on the ride. Did uh, was COVID around at the time? Were you well, like, it, aware it of it? It must have been, but I was not. You know, I was not aware. I I was foolish. I don't know. I guess <laughs> I think about those couple of weeks where we were just out there, not really knowing mm-hmm. how yeah. serious it was. Until yeah, that we was did. definitely me when I was there. Mm-hmm. So you did know about it. I didn't know, like, but it was like early March where like they hadn't said anything about it being a problem in America yet. Like right, it was still just. Right. Um, I remember the first time I heard about it was in January at Disneyland. Oh really? And they're like, wow. "Oh yeah, I think it has something to do with the beer." <laughs> anyway, and I'm like, "Oh okay." And then like you know, it's not yeah. a problem here, so you just dismiss it. But wow, yeah. All right, is that an episode? <laughs> 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 yeah, I'll um Derek, do you have anything you'd like to promote? I have I have like one more question for you, Andrew. Oh, sure. Theme park related. So, <laughs> I know that um like Knott's is kind of like half open, like rideless right now. Like you can go mm. inside. I think you can do like a uh They're having like a, like a food, food festival. Food yeah. yeah. Is that something that you go do? I don't know because everyone kind of has their own rules about what they're willing to do or not. And I know that like dis- downtown Disney and Universal City Walk yeah. kind of open just like outdoor stuff to walk around. Is that something that you would do? I have, you know, as as time has gone on, I have, I I ate out recently in an open air environment, mm-hmm. and it's just weird. I just you know I I I had to you know see and and do. And it's it was it was for my birthday, uh, so I really you know I felt Happy like birthday. yeah thank you Happy <laughs> <birthday>. <laughs> I um I felt like I had to I was like I you know I want to celebrate out with my girlfriend whose birthday is very close to mine, mm-hmm. so we were kind of you know we're like we'll go do this but 
you know, I don't normally. Yeah, I, the knots thing wouldn't entice me. I don't think to to go to that. And I definitely, when I heard that uh, Downtown Disney was opening, I thought that was the biggest mistake that they could have made. <laughs> um, yeah, that's insane. Me, me and Casey have been talking about that because Derek. I don't know if you're my girlfriend. She used to work at Disneyland. Um, mm-hmm. so she's very, very familiar with that area, and we were both just like, "Oh, it's insane that they're opening Downtown Disney right now." Mm-hmm. Is there anywhere that you, that you guys go at all, or is it just you just kind of stay inside? I I stay. In, uh, the only time I ever go out is is if I need groceries or to do laundry. Um, I did recently go to a, a public park because I a friend of mine in Texas was driving to LA to help a friend move to Ohio. And uh, it was like my one opportunity to see her. She's my best friend. So we mm-hmm. went to a, a public park in open air. We kept masks on. We stayed six feet apart the whole time. And that is the most I'm willing to do. And even that was like because I wouldn't have any other opportunity. Yeah, I, I find it fascinating what everyone's like routine is and what they're willing to do. And, of course, if they say anything out of line, I immediately like try to shame them because I'm like, <laughs> very reactionary to that kind of thing. But yeah, I, 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 I didn't know... What, what what you two would be willing to do. And I know, Andrew, that you like theme parks and, you know, going out and having drinks and stuff. Yeah. I, I think I definitely, I just don't see the need to do it right. Like, no one, you know, it's people are dying. So I think yeah. that <laughs> takes precedence over everything else. I, I love that you I... argue COVID like you do, like, Suicide Squad. <laughs> it's just very matter of fact. <laughs> I, I recently... Um, so I, 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 I participated in a focus group recently where you you would go to the, the casual restaurant. I don't know why I'm respecting. They didn't even make me sign an NDA. It was for Chipotle. You go to Chipotle <laughs> in a mask. You're you in pick Chipotle's up the pocket. Food. <laughs> you go to Chipotle. They wouldn't give you the food unless you had a mask on. And they were this, – this focus group was actually the only place I ever saw enforcing social distancing. They would yell at you if you got within six feet of another person. But they literally hand you the food in a bag. You take it to your car and you eat it elsewhere. That's why I felt safe doing that. Um, but I was driving around that day to do that. And I i mean, I was just screaming at people from inside my car where it didn't matter because they couldn't hear me because I'm a coward. I was just screaming, <laughs> what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Because I, I had to drove I drove through um, Old Town in Orange, which is like mm. a very popular brunch spot. And I mean, you wouldn't know there was a pandemic driving through Orange. Like it, it was just so many people. No, not, none of them wearing masks, just eating brunch. And uh, it, I, I kind of flew into a rage in my car a little bit. Yeah, you're both in uh, Orange County. Yeah. Well, yeah. I am. Andrew's not. I think. Yeah, I'm technically LA County, but you know, it's okay. I go into Orange. I, I'm so close. I see it so much, and it's just so. It is infuriating to see. Well, that, yeah, that must be tough. <laughs> yeah. Well, I stand with you both. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you I, I mean, yeah, it's definitely the stance of this podcast that, you know, people should be wearing masks and staying indoors. And, uh, you know, we need, we need to be doing the most that we can yeah. to get through this. And anyone who's not is a piece of shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's very interesting because, you know, as we've gone along, you know, five or six months into this, you know, people do start to get comfortable and start to, like, break a little bit. Like, the same people I was talking to a couple months ago, they were like, I'm not even getting takeout and stuff like that. It's just, you know, I, I try to not to begrudge people's own psyches and how they're being affected by this unprecedented event. But at the same time, you know, I'm trying to hold strong, too, and it's good to know that you guys are as well. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. We all, I mean, <laughs> I, I think we all, you know, we miss movie theaters, but I think if they open next week, none of us would go. Yeah, and this is something you have talked about online, Derek. But like, I there's nothing I want more in the world than to go to a movie right now. But it, I'm not going to go to a fucking theater, even if they were open. Like, I figured by crazy. now that it would be different, but it's not the case. Although mm-hmm. Andrew and I did, we did accidentally go to the same drive-in recently. Well, that's just a cute story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, on the same night. Yeah. 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 You didn't know. We That's didn't know adorable. until I was I was before the movie started. I was talking about it um, in in Discord, and they're just like, "Wait, are we in the same driving right now?" <laughs> yeah, That's like I like that clip of of the both of you when you're like, "Well, we would only do a minute podcast about one thing. Let's uh, say yeah. the movie at the same time." And you both yeah. said Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> That's just great. Yeah, this is a it's great true. Friendship. Also, I mean, this was this was well well before COVID, but there was another instance where. Uh, we both independently decided to go see the movie Solo, a Star Wars story. Oh, yeah. And then uh, Andrew came into the theater and saw me and was like, whoa, what the hell? <laughs> that was really funny. Yeah. And then we, we went uh, and we saw it together again later. We did. Yeah. I love I, that. I, it's, it's interesting that you didn't know that you were going. Like, I figure you would go, oh, when are you seeing it? Beforehand. No, but we, we, we you don't need both, to. Yeah, just go we don't need to. There. We just see each other there. Yeah. Yeah. That's lovely. Right. I'm gonna think about that in my darkest times. Friendship. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, anything you'd like to plug, Derek? Uh, no. This was fun. Cool. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for being here. Yeah, we're glad to have you. Yeah. Um, we should say so. Our next film oh, yeah. for the for minute eighty six. Mm-hmm. Um, we have chosen. Um, it's the credits, so it's just kind of like silly, just whatever we want, kind of. <laughs> and uh, we decided that mini, minute 86, we will be watching Avatar The Last Airbender. Yes. The, the M. Night Shyamalan film. Yeah. yeah. The last, well, they, they took Avatar from him, so it's just The Last Airbender. Oh, whatever. Yeah, whatever it's called. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I'll, I'll yeah, I'll, I'll save it for that episode, but I think you can tell how I feel from that. <laughs> I, I'm I'm very curious to watch it because I re- I recently for the first time watched all of the Avatar show, is the context here. Mm-hmm. And did you like it? I loved it. I thought it was a very good show. Yeah, good okay. good little good little cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So you can find me on other podcasts such as Nothing New, a remake podcast, where myself and Justin Kizan talk about film remakes. Uh, our most recent episode is about. Um, oh, it was a. Spike Lee did a remake that you may have heard of called The Sweet Blood of Jesus. And that was uh, actually a remake of a film called Ganja and Hess. Uh, a, a couple of weird vampire movies. So check check out our episode on that. Uh, BenVNetwork.com slash nothing new. And another show that I do is called It's On My List. It's on my because list pod.com. Your kiss, your kiss <laughs> uh, where every month a group of friends and I get together and talk about films that we say other people should see or people say we should see it's films that are on our list and we're checking them off one by one uh give it a listen it's on my list and you can find me on twitter and instagram at podcaster andrew you can find me on twitter and instagram at very cool emily i stream on twitch uh at this point i'm i'm, I'm back to a thrice weekly schedule of streaming on twitch uh, i stream mondays wednesdays and fridays on twitch you can just go to dietcoke.cool to find that or if you're listening to this in the future and i have let that domain lapse you can go to twitch.tv slash dietcoke666 <laughs> um 
I also do another podcast with Justin Keyson, who you, you may recall from a previous plug. We do a show called Go Go Godzilla, also with Vic Perfecto, where we talk about Godzilla movies. Uh, and I do the big batch, the big match minute which is a show on the Noise Space Network that I host with uh, Lily Ghost Puncher. Her name is just Lily, but she doesn't use her last name publicly, so I, I, I use her other podcast as a last name uh, in the style of Sans Undertale. Anyway, <laughs> you can check that out at noisespace.xyz. That's where we do this, but for wrestling matches. Um, you can support us on Patreon. Uh, every bit of money that you give to us on Patreon, a portion of that goes to our AICES, a charity that does very good work that we're still not sure how to pronounce their name out loud. Um, you can also rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, give us five stars. And in the text of the review, instead of reviewing the show, who cares about that, I want you to tell us about your preferred writing instrument do you Whoa. prefer a pen do you prefer a pencil do you prefer a specific <laughs> brand of pen that's a How good that one for a review challenging i like that one a lot <laughs> thanks anything uh, else did we miss anything did, in the plugs did you say the twitter the instagram the patreon uh, yeah the majestic YouTube. hotel and why is the twitter you can follow us on instagram just search anywhere else just search dunstan checks men that's not the name of our show we don't know why that's our handle on everything but uh <laughs> Uh, Andrew makes really cool YouTube videos. You can find those on YouTube. I have a question for Diet Coke. <laughs> Thank you for um, respecting my proper name. <laughs> are you pro or anti Diet Coke? So <laughs> <laughs> I knew there was a story to it. That's a, that's a heavy question. I enjoy the drink Diet Coke a lot. It's not my favorite uh, soda, but I do enjoy Diet Coke quite a bit. I named myself Diet Coke professionally because um, that's it, across it, all of these. Yeah, like uh, publicly, I am Diet Coke. Okay. Um, but uh, I named myself Diet Coke publicly because I, you know, in the same way, like, if you feel the name, I mean, listen, I, I also chose the name Emily for myself because I feel Emily has a certain feeling that it evokes that when they hear it, that that's what I want them to associate me with. Diet Coke is the same thing. I just think... People have a certain association with Diet Coke. They know it's effervescent. They know it's a, a, a refreshing treat and that it is full of aspartame. And I feel like I contain all those qualities. <laughs> all that being right. said, the Coca-Cola Corporation is evil. Like there's no there's no bones about that. Like it's like like any era historically, whether they're working with the Nazis in World War Two, which they did, whether they're funding uh, death squads to get rid of some like rival suppliers, which is something they also did. Uh, they're an evil company, no doubt about it. So I, I, I guess my answer is that I, I like I enjoy the drink Diet Coke, but I have to drink it. Um, with the knowledge that there is no ethical consumption under capitalism <laughs> and that the Coca-Cola Corporation is a force for evil in the world. I was just asking because of like, oh, over cherry or regular Coke. <laughs> but I do prefer I, diet. I'm glad that I know that. <laughs> I will say this. So I, I, most, I, I drink diet sodas for the most part. Um, right. I like Diet Coke. I also like Coke Zero. Pepsi Zero is my favorite of those. Um, but I, what I will say, I have been drinking diet soda long enough that I'm I'm so used to the taste of aspartame that I actually do prefer diet coke over regular coke. Uh, regular coke is just too sweet to me now. That's um, what happens. It's very yeah. interesting. It's the yeah. reason I don't drink diet coke. But I'm sure if I it was a regular drinker, it would be the same. Yeah. Well, thank you for that history. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> 
I've explained that on other podcasts, but I don't actually think I've explained this on this one. So that's it's good to get out there, you know. I'm always interested in origin stories. Yeah. <laughs> to like Transformers or Dustin checks in. Yeah, that's true. Do we have anything else, a- Andrew? Anything else? Do we do we get all our plugs? Are we good? No, I think this is a very fitting. This is like a giant size origin issue of this of this <laughs> show. So I like this a lot. We even uh, discussed me and Diet Coke's origins a little bit. That's yeah, having true. Derek on, yeah. That's, yeah. Nice. I know they were running long. I'll make this short. But my origins with Andrew is that I think you brought him to a Comic Con. And I'm like, oh, are you bringing someone new? I don't like people that are new. And then <laughs> it was Andrew. I'm like, oh, I like Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you did. <laughs> we had a good, we had a quick bond. I liked that. Well, that's, I mean, listen, people don't know the history necessarily between us, but Derek and I, you, you and I, I guess it never officially ended. I guess we are still technically on a podcast together. <laughs> um, but uh, I know, consider them like superhero teams. Yeah, yeah, I would say that. And, you know, we, we are people who fought a lot on our podcast, but I do feel like Comic-Con is this weird liminal space where you, I, you and I, I feel like all the moments we've had where we really bonded and became better friends were at Comic-Con. Oh yeah, like not nothing I would want to go into publicly, but, well, I, sure, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I agree about that. And I and I and I miss that this year that wasn't the case. Yeah, that is a bummer. Hopefully things will. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what I hope. Like honestly, do you? This is too heavy a question to get at at this point. <laughs> but uh, I guess we can all just reflect ourselves as to whether or not we think the world were ever the world will ever go back to a place where where we are comfortable with huge huge public gatherings like comic-con but uh i I, I, I used to think at the beginning of this that i would be less of a germaphobe because like if we go if we do go back to a normal that at least i won't be fearing death from every move that i make (laughs) but you know that could take time yeah we'll see who knows what the future holds? Anyway, thank you all for joining us. Uh, and remember, Dunstan is spelled with a U. Fuck! And we're checking out. To all who come to this happy podcast, welcome. And amusings are your musings. Here age relives fond memories of the past. And here youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future. Hi, I'm David. And I'm Kayla. And if it wasn't readily apparent from that, we're huge nerds about Disney. That's why we're doing the Animusings podcast. Once a month, we'll sit down and talk about a film in detail from the Walt Disney Animation Studios filmography, covering them in chronological order, from Snow White to Moana and beyond. To Moana and beyond! Sweetie, we're not doing Pixar yet. We'll do that after. And that's going to be a long time coming. Anyway, if that sounds up your alley, come join Kayla and I, and maybe a guest or two, as we explore the Disney animated canon, film by film. With the hope that it'll be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. Ooh, nicely said. Don't thank me. Thank Walt. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.